It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome in, everybody, to another podcast here on the Maze and Brew and SP Nation Podcast Network. This is Future Brew, our Michigan football and basketball recruiting podcast. My name is Vaughn Lozon. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, my partner in crime, John Simmons. John, how are we doing today? Doing well, Vaughn. Glad to finally uh, enjoy a stress-free football weekend. Yes, we finally had one of those, as we kind of predicted last week. It was a Good sight to see, that is for sure, to see Michigan get not only a shutout, but get back on the right track with a win. Pretty much everybody looked good in that game, which was definitely uh, something that we did not see against Wisconsin, so that was always good to see. We'll see if they can keep it up this weekend when Iowa comes to town and they aren't uh, they aren't a pushover by any means. But we are here with you on October 1st, going into October 2nd here. And we're going to talk some Michigan football and basketball recruiting today. We'll start, as we usually do, on the football side of things. We had a few visitors this past weekend come into Ann Arbor for the Rutgers game. There weren't a ton. Pretty much all the usual faces that you would expect to see from the commitment side of things. Andre Selden. Four-star cornerback was in town. Braden McGregor, four-star defensive end, was in town. Also joining Andre was his little brother, 2022 defensive back, and it looks like he's going to be a pretty high-ranked prospect when it's all said and done. Miles Browser, and we haven't talked a whole lot about him, John. Mm -hmm. So let's start there. 
Um, it, it, he, he's been on campus several times already. He's starting to pick up some, some bigger offers here from SEC schools, and he's had the Michigan offer for a while. It, it kind of seems inevitable at this point that he may join Michigan in the 2022 recruiting class. I know it's a very, very long ways away, but with having Andre committed, his brother, and being in-state, already being on campus several times and already having that offer, it kind of seems like an inevitable, inevitable thing, huh? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, we know how much Selden loves Michigan. He's been one of the longest uh, re- like tenured recruits in the class <clears throat> and been a one of the best peer recruiters uh, for 2020 for sure. And Rouser's a bit bigger, which I think gives him um, a, a higher ceiling. Selden's always been held back by his 5'8", 5'9", height. Um, Rouser's already 5'10", as a, <clears throat> as a sophomore. And it looks like he might uh, end up playing safety at the next level. But he's already racking up the offers. You know, he just got one from Florida last week. He's got Penn State, Nebraska, Florida State. Um, and obviously Michigan's offered a while ago. So he's already got a couple crystal balls in, which is very early for a 2022 guy. But, yeah, I think unless something crazy happens, um, Rouser should be uh, committing to Michigan in a couple of years. It'll be a while, you know, obviously since he's only a sophomore, he should definitely take his time, but it seems like someone that Michigan maybe is just waiting to uh, finally pull the trigger. Yeah. And I don't want to spend too much time on him since he is like, we've already discussed a 2022 recruit. Michigan only has two commits in the 2021 class, let alone they, they don't have any in the 2022 class. So it, it, I mean, he's only a uh, sophomore at this point. Uh, it's it's going to be quite a while before uh, anything significant happens there. But he probably will take some visits to those SEC schools that he has offers from, like Florida. He's got one from Florida State, and he's, he's probably going to keep racking up these offers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I alluded to, McGregor and Selden were on campus again. Those are kind of the, the, the vocal guys in the 2020 class that you would expect to come to Michigan games pretty much whenever they get the chance to since they're both in-state and Michigan has had plenty of home games already so far this season. And I think these guys plan on being at pretty much every single one. So just having these guys on campus again when you've got other recruits coming in has to be a pretty good thing for Michigan and uh, Jim Harbaugh to get these guys that are already committed back on campus to keep spreading the good word about the Maze of Blue. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, guys like McGregor saying that he wants to be there for every home game this season. And I think he's held up for that. I can't remember if he made it for the Army game or not. But, yeah, it's always good to have guys that are excited about Michigan still and ready to make an impact on their uh, recruiting class. Yeah. And and one guy that we had talked about last week that actually was not able to come to uh, the Rutgers game this past weekend was four-star defensive end in the 2021 class, Rodney McGraw. He had visited earlier this season. He also visited Wisconsin during the Michigan-Wisconsin game. So he's going to check out a lot of Michigan. I believe he's also going to visit Penn State for the Michigan-Penn State game. And he'll he'll be on campus for, I believe, the Notre Dame game as well. So it looks like, at least for the 2019 season goes, he's going to be seeing a lot of Michigan games. Unfortunately, this past weekend was not one of them. Would have been nice to get a four-star on campus during a big blowout, a shutout like they had this past weekend. But it, it seems like Rodney's pretty 
pretty interested at the very least in, in Michigan so far. Um, it, and it looks like he's, he, he's good. He's going to keep visiting and he, he, he seems pretty vocal about his, uh, his likely, uh, or his likeness for, uh, the Maize and Blue, Jim Harbaugh and all those guys. So it, 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 it's good news so far. Unfortunately, wasn't able to get, get up back up this past weekend, but you got to like where this is trending for Michigan. Yeah, I think so. And he couldn't make it up because his you know high school game was postponed on Friday and right. moved to Saturday. So it's not anything that he could control. He would have been here if he could have. So I think it's still good and it gives um, Michigan you know a chance to get him up for a bigger game, like you said, Notre Dame, which honestly might be better. You know, get that environment rather than a a fifty-two nothing noon game. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, there's reasons that there's not that many prospects this weekend, but there will be later on. So I think he'll def- we'll definitely see him on campus again in the near future. Um, and Michigan's just going to continue to keep pushing, trying to extend their lead for him. Definitely. And he's already got three crystal balls in favor of Michigan. He's he's starting to pick up some more offers here now. He's got one from Michigan. He's got the Penn State offer. He's got one from Purdue and Indiana as well, uh, his home state. So we'll see where this uh, recruitment keeps going. But also of note was, once again, for the second time this season, Miles Hinton was on campus, the top 100 offensive lineman in the 2020 class. Of course, the little brother of defensive tackle on Michigan, freshman Chris Hinton. It still kind of looks like it, it would be a long shot, I suppose, to, to land him. But getting him on campus already twice now, it, it, you're at least getting some thoughts into his head as to, you know, maybe maybe I do flip. Maybe I do reconsider my commitment to Stanford. What do you take away from Miles visiting again so soon? Yeah, I think it's kind of you're always having Michigan in his head instead of Stanford. I don't think he's made a visit out to Palo Alto this season, and that's something to keep an eye on if he makes an official visit to the Cardinal, um, because he, I don't think he has yet. Um, So just, you know, keep Michigan always in the front of your mind is a good uh, strategy for the coaches to use. I know they're going down there maybe this week or next week. The coaches are going to visit him for one of his games, which is a big sign of interest um, and really shows that the coaches are pushing hard for Hinton and they're not going to be deterred by his uh, commitment. So we'll see if uh, he ever makes, how often he makes it out to Stanford even, and compared to how much he makes it to Michigan, he should definitely be back again. I'm counting on it for one of the other uh, remaining Mm -hmm. home games, if not more than one. So we'll have to keep seeing uh, what happens. I know he's forming some good relationships with other players on the team too. And if he just starts to feel like, hey, this is, where I feel like home more than Stanford, who I haven't visited in a while. That that's I think how they're going to get him. Yeah, and and it will be tough to to flip his commitment. I still think that it's it's uh, not a very good likelihood that it happens. I mean, if you go on his Twitter, you'll see that his profile photo is is of him in Stanford uh, gear, and his his header is his commitment photo to Stanford. His pinned tweet is his commitment tweet to Stanford, and and he's still retweeting some stuff uh, from Stanford along those lines as well. Of just just big plays that Stanford has had and things along those lines this year. Of course, he doesn't tweet a ton, but 
if you scroll down far enough, you'll see a, a few Cardinal retweets and things along those lines. So, like I said, I, I, I think it would be tough to, to pull him away from there, given that Chris Hinton committed very early in his recruiting class, and he never wavered his commitment really at all. I think he may have taken one visit to Georgia, his hometown uh, college, but I, I don't think there was an, ever any doubt that he was going to not stay with Michigan or, or go somewhere else or anything along those lines. So I think it'll be tough. I think if, if Michigan is able to keep getting him on campus and maybe sway his opinion a little bit, play with his brother, I think that would probably be the best chance just to keep getting him on campus and you know keep seeing Ann Arbor and not Palo Alto. Um, but yeah, I, I, I still think that this would be a long shot. I, I don't think that there's any uh, any decommitment coming anytime soon, but we'll just have to wait and see how all that goes. But uh, Michigan would definitely take his commitment because they, they're still looking for an offensive tackle, one more offensive tackle in this class, and it seems to be either him or Andrew Gentry, and it doesn't really seem like Gentry's uh, any closer to making a commitment at this point, so it'll pretty much just be first come, first serve. So. We will certainly yeah. have to wait and see on that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we'll have to probably wait till Notre Dame to see anything more about Gentry. But I mean, BYU did just lose to yeah. Toledo um, last weekend, so that's only going to help yeah. Michigan, I think. No, most certainly. I mean, any any loss to any unexpected loss uh, would probably be one that any Michigan fan would be hoping for when it comes to the recruitments of guys like that, top 50, top 100 players that you actually have a chance with, uh, like Andrew Gentry, like like Hinton. So, And we talked about that a few weeks ago in the uh, our Michigan Recruiting Rooting Guide. I know that we had uh, uh, on the recruiting list of uh, teams that you would want to lose, definitely Stanford, definitely BYU, and uh, – both those teams are starting to trend down a little bit this season. So we'll see if they can keep going with that. But let's move on real quick. I want to talk about someone that we've we've talked about quite a bit on the pod. Brennan Rice, a three-star receiver from Arizona. It, it seems to be down to Michigan and Colorado at this point. His commitment is allegedly coming on Monday. Apparently, he was supposed to visit Oregon this uh this upcoming weekend but it may not happen anymore at this point that is according to 24 7 sports uh, Blair Angulo we'll see if that actually happens but if it does happen it seems to be a battle between Michigan and Colorado apparently he's also started working on his commitment video um which is kind of interesting Mm -hmm. given that he has said that he doesn't know who he's going to commit to yet and that he's he started filming like the introduction and and things like that. So not really alluding to who he's going to commit to, or you know if if he even knows where he's going to commit at this point. Um, John, it, I'm just ready for this commitment to be over. <laughs> I, I'm ready to just see where he ends up going and and uh, if Michigan's able to reel him in. Let's just say though that he commits to Colorado or commits to Oregon or somewhere else. 
what's Michigan going to do now at the wide receiver position moving forward? Because it doesn't seem like there are many other options at this moment in time. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I kind of punted on this one when I wrote my class prediction um, a couple of weeks ago. I said I put down some random wide receiver because it doesn't seem to be too many other guys on their board. Um, one interesting note is uh, LV Bunkley Shelton, who is used to be uh, more of a top wide receiver target. He's out in California, but he recently put Michigan in his uh, top five schools, which is interesting because he hasn't really, there hasn't been much news about Michigan and him in a while. So I think they're still recruiting him a little bit under the radar. Um, I know that schools like Nebraska, Texas, USC are kind of out in front for him right now. He's a four star, six foot 180. Um, I think he's a little bit more of an outside guy. Um, So He's probably Michigan's best shot at another, you know, blue chip guy. Um, other than that, it's going to be more um, under the radar guys. I think that, you know, Michigan evaluates after once some more season, senior season film comes out. Um, I think they're going to start taking a look at guys and seeing who they can find, try to uncover another Ronnie Yeah, and Bell I kind of see LV in, in that kind of Ronnie Bell mold. He's he's really athletic guy. He can go up and get the ball. He's six feet tall, like you mm-hmm. said. And I find it interesting, too, that Michigan made the cut because I remember talking with LV months ago. I mean, this may have been back in January or even last December. Uh, So I'm certainly surprised to see that he put Michigan in his top list as well, along with Arizona State, Nebraska, Oregon, Texas, USC, and Washington. So pretty much all Pac-12 schools, but you've got Michigan and Nebraska in there as well. Definitely surprising, but... uh, it, it, it certainly would not be a consolation prize if Brennan Rice were to go to Colorado and then say Michigan gets back into the race for L.V. Bunkley Shelton and they're able to land him because he's a he's an electric, an electric athlete out in California. So that that would certainly be good news for Michigan. Let's say that uh, Brennan Rice does commit though. He does commit to Michigan. Do you think that they stop recruiting the wide receiver position altogether? Because it sounds it, it's looking like. They're pretty much uh, looking to add maybe one more guy. Uh, I I don't see them adding another guy if if they get Brennan Rice in the mix. What do you think? I, yeah, I don't think they'll stop completely because it's always good to you know keep some tire uh, fires uh, uh, irons in the fire um, to mm-hmm. you know just in case anything happens keep tabs on people, um, but. I don't think they're going to be actively looking to push for another guy. Too I familiar. certainly don't think so either. I think this would pretty much be it. If, if Brennan Rice goes on Twitter on Monday and says, hey, I'm committing to Michigan, I, I think they're going to lock it in. They're going to go with him. They're going to go with all the other guys that they got. I mean, they've, they've got quite a bit of offensive playmakers in this class uh, com- coming up here. So I, I don't think that they would really need any more. I think they'd maybe turn their attention to uh, maybe get one more running back maybe get one more offensive lineman, um, maybe maybe a cornerback. I, I don't think that they would really look at another wide receiver. Um, I just feel like they've got too many of those already. And I guess you can never have too many, especially with the decision that some of these guys are going to have to make that are already on Michigan, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Troy Black, Nico Collins, whether they go to the league after this season or not. 
kind of remains to be determined. You you would probably expect at least one of them to go. So I guess you 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 could probably use another uh, outside wide receiver in this class because I I I feel like a lot of these guys that they already got committed are more of the the slot wide receiver slash uh you know like Blake Corum you could put him in the backfield but you can line him up in the slot like you can pretty much do that with any of these guys that you got committed um Iman Dennis being another guy that that immediately comes to mind um but yeah I I think they get probably one more outside guy whether it's Brennan Rice or LV Bunkley Shelton or maybe some guy that they're still evaluating with the senior season in full swing uh, I guess we'll just have to find out and we'll definitely know a lot more uh, about the direction of the recruitment of wide receivers on Monday night when he does post that commitment video to Twitter. So we'll just have to wait and see. Real quick, I want to touch on this before we move to basketball. Jordan Morant is uh, four-star safety, committed to Michigan 2020 class. Um, he's going to be unofficially visiting Penn State this weekend, and he's already taken a visit to Texas A&M this season. I don't think he's visited Ann Arbor yet this year um, for a game. I don't believe so. If I'm wrong, definitely correct me on that one. But I, I, I don't think he has either. But he's going to go to Penn State. Allegedly, he might go out west at some point and visit USC as well. Kind of, kind of a little concerning if you're a Michigan fan. You're seeing one of your four-star commitments kind of take some trips elsewhere and and. Not really. He hasn't decommitted by any means, but it, it at the very least seems like he's a little more open to exploring. Well, what do you think about all this, John? Yeah, now now that he's visiting Penn State, I think Michigan has to kind of start recruiting him as if he's not committed again. Um, I know they're trying to get him back up um, in October with his whole family and try to lock in um, that commitment again. Uh, but I think it's something to watch kind of like Eric Gray last uh, season where he keeps saying he wants to get up Mm -hmm. to Michigan again and, you know, see what made him commit in the first place. But then he just keeps taking visits to other schools and never comes up. And once that starts happening, then you know that he's basically gone. So if Morant doesn't make up, make it up in October, I think for the Notre Dame game as planned, then I think you can start kind of counting him out of the class. Um, but the, yeah, the visits are going to tell the the biggest story here. Um, the one visit to A&M seemed like a one-off that Michigan could avoid, but now that there's multiple to other schools, it's yeah. uh, officially something to start. I totally agree. About. I think this is uh cause for concern. Red flags are being raised left and right. Now that he's taken another visit that isn't the school that he's committed to and allegedly may take a visit to USC at some point in the season as well. And all of these schools that he's visiting were at some point among some of the top on his list before he committed to Michigan. Obviously, Penn State was like the one big school that Michigan fans had to worry about uh, for a really long time. And it kind of looked like Penn State was going to be that school that he was going to lock into pretty early. But he kept his mind open, visited Michigan, and eventually committed. Kind of was a little surprising to see that happen. Um, but, I mean, things changed so quick with recruiting. Um, and, and Eric Gray is a really good example that you brought up, John, that he was committed for a little while, kind of started looking elsewhere, eventually went to Tennessee and uh, the rest is history. So hopefully 
that doesn't happen to Michigan. But if, if there's one position that Michigan fans shouldn't worry about this happening to, it's the safety position. They've got tons of guys at the safety position in this class, and there's actually still recruiting a couple other ones. So if, if Jordan Brandt does fall through the cracks and ends up committing to uh, Texas A&M or Penn State or USC or wherever, uh, they can turn their attention to a couple other guys that they've got their sights set on, and they've already got a couple guys already in the mix at safety already outside of Jordan Morant. So, like I said, if there's one position that if this were to happen to, you would hope that it would be the safety position. Yeah, it, Michigan's got good depth there for the past couple of classes. Obviously, you still want him there um, just in case you want to move one of these guys to – cornerback or even running back if you're RJ Moten at some point. But, um, yeah, Michigan can best afford to lose a safety in this class, especially since they have guys like Malcolm Green yep. um, still on the board, exactly. too, that are definitely the Yeah, no, it's definitely a cause for concern. Um, you know, if he does end up taking this Penn State visit, we'll definitely break that down on the podcast as well. But until that happens, I think we'll uh, leave it at that. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk some Michigan basketball recruiting. So stick around. We'll be right back. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And we are back. We're going to end our show today as we normally do with some Michigan basketball. Had a, a couple visitors this past weekend for the Rutgers game. I want to start with Isaiah Todd, of course, the the big-time recruit that was on campus this past weekend with Juwan Howard and those guys. Uh, Five-star, six-foot-ten power forward. He is from North Carolina, of course. North Carolina is heavily in the mix there. So is Kentucky and a few other schools as well. But there's an uh, article put out, and I've never heard of this website before today, but uh, EndlessMotor.net put out a, an article. Uh, they, they interviewed Isaiah Todd's mom. And uh, some some pretty uh, telling quotes here in the in this article. She she says, "quote We love Michigan. We had a wonderful time. The staff was great. Uh, the coaching staff sees Isaiah as a stretch four, giving him the freedom to showcase all of his talent." And uh, she she said that uh, Coach Howard sees Todd coming in and contributing as a freshman. Uh, which obviously, if you land a five star like that, you would hope that he would contribute as a freshman. Very seldom. Nowadays, do you get a guy that is a five-star and, and sits on the bench for an entire season? Most of these guys are are one and dones in today's college football or college basketball landscape. So I want to ask you about him real quick, John. Uh, what's the likelihood that Michigan actually 
secures a spot in this race because I'm looking at the crystal ball predictions on 24-7 sports right now, and they're all over the place. You got a couple for Kentucky, a couple for North Carolina, and uh, some Kansas, some NC State of all schools, and uh, one's even undecided. So where do you think Michigan stands here? It, I mean, it, it, of course it's good news that the mom says that they love Michigan, they had a great time, staff was great, and that he would contribute immediately as a freshman. Uh but it kind of seems like this is going to be one of those recruitments where a decision is not going to come anytime soon. What do you think about all this? Yeah, it's kind of tough when you're recruiting against the bluest of blue buds here with Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, all in his uh, top group. I think Kentucky is the one that's kind of ahead out front right now. Um, but one thing I want to keep in mind is the is Kentucky's power forward position, their board. They already have one committed in Lance Ware, who was also a Michigan commit at one point. Um, I know Isaiah Jackson, who's actually from Michigan, just released his top three yesterday, and it's Kentucky, Syracuse, and Alabama, um, which left out Michigan State, who was supposed to be the favorite. Um, so if he ends up choosing Kentucky too, I think it's going to free up a lot of space and maybe we'll take out um, Kentucky for Todd. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see where the dominoes fall. Like most, uh, a lot of these basketball recruits we talk about, it's kind of waiting for the big schools to fill up and see what else, who else is out there after that. Um, I think, you know, getting the mom on board is always a huge thing in recruiting. Um, so Michigan made a very good move there and we'll see if he, if he continues that interest moving forward or not. I think they they he's I think they probably moved up in his mind, but just about maintaining that as a yeah as I uh, I definitely agree. This is going to be one of those interesting recruitment sets that's like a roller coaster. You you never know which way or uh, you know where it's going to go exactly. Um, but yeah, I just I just look at the crystal ball predictions. They're just all over the place. You can make a case for for any of these schools: Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina, U of M. Uh, could really see him going to any of these schools but yeah the, the board will fill up and and things will start to uh, uh clear up and and get a better idea of where these kids are going to go Isaiah Todd included five star of course you'd want to land some of these guys because I I would imagine that Juwan Howard probably wants four to five guys in this 2020 class and of course you want to get as many high-ranked kids as possible to buy in, especially with it being your your first full recruiting class. Uh, you want to get your guys into the program. It seems like Isaiah is one of those guys that, that Juwan would, would want to actually have come to the class and buy in. And and we'll talk about another guy that I think was is along those lines uh, later on, Namari Burnett. But uh, no, it, it, it's definitely good to get these guys on campus. And I, I think that they did make a move, like you said, with, with getting the mom to enjoy the visit so much. I think that that is a very underrated thing in the recruiting world nowadays is that uh, these kids are students and, and they have families. And, of course, you want mom and dad and everybody else in the family to enjoy where you're going. You don't want your family worrying about you or anything along those lines. And I, I think that that uh, – those those doubts, if they had any, were all put to rest with this visit. It's it sounds like the family had a good time, and uh, it'll be certainly interesting to see 
which way this recruitment goes next. Uh, another guy that visited this past weekend, Moses Moody. He's a shooting guard, four-star in the 2020 class. He's from Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, of course, Arkansas is going to be in this recruitment until the very end. But Michigan got in here pretty quick with Juwan and uh, got him to visit. And honestly, Juwan doing a pretty good job getting these dudes on campus. And Ohio State's going to be in the mix. Kansas is going to be in the mix here. And it uh, seems like Oregon might be in the mix as well. Uh, like I said, doing a really good job getting these guys on campus. And uh, they offered him back in August. They got him up. And uh, no, they're, they're just doing a solid job getting these guys on campus, like I said. And uh, you know, what, what do you think about all this, John? Because it seems like Juwan's doing some pretty – pretty fast work with a lot of these guys trying to get this 2020 class uh, kind of complete sooner rather than later, it sounds like. Yeah, it's been impressive with how many guys have been able to get on campus. He's going to have about eight to 10 guys in the top 40 make visits this football season, which is pretty incredible. I don't think that's ever happened in Michigan basketball recruiting and especially good considering he he's had less time than most of these other coaches to form relationships with these guys since he was hired what back in April um so he's been kind of had to hit the ground running but he's been doing a great job so far um I know everyone all these players love him they say he's a great uh personable guy likable players coach um now we're just kind of waiting for one to really buy in and uh, kind of kick off this, you know, this mm-hmm. domino effect of recruiting that we're hoping happens here. Um, so he just needs to, you know, kind of have the the cards fall in his uh, manner here to get one of these guys and maybe most get certainly. Some and you would imagine that he would probably be the shooting guard of the class if he were to commit. Zeb Jackson's probably going to be your point guard. He's already committed. He's been committed uh, for pretty much almost a year now. Actually, it was last October that that he locked it in. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be certainly interesting to see where this goes next and uh, which guys that they get on campus next. And uh, actually, let's let's talk about that because we've got some visitors coming up this next weekend. And uh, I mean, we might as well start with the family. Jace Howard, he's going to be uh, back on campus and uh, he, he's already visited once, correct? I think it was the Army. Yeah, game. I think so. I'm trying to remember which weekend it was. If it was Middle Tennessee or Army. Yeah. Um, so he's been up a couple times before. Not surprising. He's Jerron Howard's son. Um, I think we're just kind of waiting to see when he commits to yeah. Michigan. It's going to happen at some point. I can't see him not going here. His He only has offers from Dayton, Northern Illinois, St. Louis, other some mid-major schools. Um, so, yeah, he, I think he's definitely – um, one of the most likely guys to uh, end up in the class unless Howard goes on some cr- kind of crazy run and fills up. But, yeah, he'll be on there. It'll be good to have him there. Um, obviously, he's going to be pro-Michigan mm-hmm. with the yeah, other I, guys. Yeah, I, I found it funny that, well. that after he got the offer from Michigan, one of uh, the Michigan Insiders' main recruiting guys, Steve Lorenz, he, he wrote up this article about putting his crystal ball in, and he goes – with absolutely no digging whatsoever, I've placed a crystal ball for Chase Howard. And, uh, I, this, yeah, this is one of those that you really yeah, don't have to right. do a whole lot of thinking about. Probably don't have to reach out to many people about to 
to to figure, hey, he's he's going to go to Michigan because, like you had already mentioned, his other offers aren't very impressive. Uh, in in terms of basketball, of course, a lot of these places very high academic schools, but Michigan is definitely the best offer he's got. And uh, you know, honestly, I don't think we really need to talk about him much anymore. He, he's going to commit at some point. Um, it, it's a matter of when, uh, not if, and and it, it'll happen at some point. So let let's just move right on, honestly, to uh, the next visitor here. Uh, Jamin Brakefield, he's another guy in the 2020 class. A uh, high four-star high four recruit. He's number 38 overall. Power forward from West Virginia. He's, he's 6'8", 210. Pretty big guy. He's got other pretty good offers. Uh, Kentucky, Florida State, Louisville, Auburn in the mix there. And I, I believe Ole Miss is in the mix uh, pretty heavily as well. I haven't heard a ton about... Uh, Jamin Brakefield, John, uh, what should what should uh, Michigan fans know about him, and uh, where where does Michigan stand in this recruitment here? Yeah, yeah he was another guy that I kind of saw was visiting and had to you know check his player page to know who he was. Um, another guy that kind of came out of that that Howard's been able to work quickly on. Um, they offered at the end of July. Um, I think he's another guy that Kentucky may lead for that um, could that Michigan could benefit from um, Kentucky filling up at the power forward spot as well. Um, I know he's got Ole Miss crystal ball and he's taking an official visit there a couple weeks after his Michigan one, so they may be one to uh, watch out for as well as Louisville and Auburn. But I think Michigan has another good shot here, um, ranked thirty eighth in the country. Uh, I think being his first uh, interaction with Michigan, being on campus for a good game will be um, a pretty good experience for him compared to some of these uh, other schools. Um, We'll see more after he commits, obviously, or after he visits. I hope he commits, but after he visits, uh, there'll be a lot more. I didn't really know a whole lot about Jamin Brakefield before seeing that he was visiting uh, for this weekend. It'll be... It's definitely good that a lot of these guys are getting in on on good football weekends too. Just, I mean, seeing the atmosphere of the football game and then being able to visit with the coaches, uh, the basketball coaches, and get a feel for the campus early on because these kids will be on campus, you know, during this time of the year as well. Um, it, it's good to get these guys on, not just in the dead of winter when a basketball game is going on. Um, but it looks like he'll also be visiting Ole Miss on October 18th. That's on his uh, 24-7 sports profile. Um, October 18th, official visit to Ole Miss. So it doesn't really look like this is uh, going to wrap up anytime soon. I, I kind of figure that this will probably go a little ways, um, especially with all the uh, big-time schools recruiting him, like like we already mentioned, Auburn, Louisville, uh, some of these more blue blood programs here, Kentucky. Um, so we'll have to wait and see on that one. But I want to also touch on Namari Burnett uh, for just a hot minute here because he visited Alabama this past weekend. He's already taken his official visit to Michigan. He's got a few other visits in line uh, later on this year, I believe. Uh, Oregon might be another one of those schools. And uh, Texas Tech is also in the mix here as well. 
but it seems like he really enjoyed his Alabama visit. And if I'm being honest, I feel like Alabama's probably uh, the front runner right now. Do you think that Michigan will end up getting a commitment here from Namari? Because mm-hmm. I know that you were pretty confident a few weeks ago about Michigan's chances with him. How, how do you feel now? Yeah, I think Alabama's definitely done a great job here. Nate Oates is a really good recruiter, and I think he's you know he's a first-time guy like uh, John Howard at a bigger program, so he's got that buzz around him too. And I think it's really uh, connected with Burnett. There's also some like intel that he wants to play in the SEC because he likes that style of play better. So yeah, I definitely I think that Alabama is the team to beat right now. Uh, Michigan will obviously keep trying. I definitely but I don't, don't either. As good um, of a shot as it was. Well, obviously, before. you want to get a guy like Namari to commit to Michigan. Um, but honestly, I, I, I think for the 2020 class, uh, I mean, guard is going to be a very important position, but I, I think I think the, the forward and center position are going to be just as important. So if you lose out on, on Namari, you've at least got Zeb Jackson still in the mix at guard. Uh, you're probably going to focus a lot of the attention on the forward and center position uh, in this class. Like I said, of course you would want Namari to to buy in and, and commit, but it wouldn't be the exact end of the world. Um, you know, they they've got another a lot of other guys they're they're working on getting on campus and and working to to commit to Michigan and uh, stick with the program. So we'll definitely see. I'm not as high on on Michigan's chances either. It really seems like Alabama's. Uh, uh, in the driver's seat for this one. They've got two crystal ball predictions with the most recent coming about a month ago. Um, I feel like there will probably be a few more put in here pretty soon, just given the buzz of the Alabama visit that he just had. And I don't think Oregon will have too much of a uh, uh, a factor in his recruitment. Texas Tech might. I, I, I think that they would probably have a better chance than Oregon. But at the end of the day, it's probably going to be either Alabama, Michigan, or Texas Tech. And, I mean, as things stand right now, it looks like Bama's uh, in a really good spot. He'll be committing sometime around December to January, it sounds like. So Michigan's still got uh, some some time left here. Uh, they'll have some time to work on him and, and try to get him on campus maybe one more time. Whether that happens or not, it, the chances probably aren't too great, but we'll just have to wait and see on this one, and, and we'll definitely talk about this more on the podcast once some more of these visits uh, take place for Namari. Um, but let's talk about one more guy real quick here. In uh, the 2021 class, actually, Bryce McGowan's uh, uh, Jake Weingarten over at Stock Risers uh, tweeted, uh, Tuesday morning that Michigan is going to be sending an assistant to visit uh, Bryce McGowan's and he visited Florida State this past weekend and he actually picked up an offer from Florida State uh, when he went and visited. Uh, he's a, uh, a 6'5 shooting guard. He's from South Carolina. There are a couple crystal balls for Clemson at this moment. He's ranked number 49 overall in the 2021 class. Um, starting to get some pretty good offers here. He's got Clemson, he's got Georgia, Florida State, LSU, and uh, Xavier's in the mix, TCU's in the mix. So we'll just have to uh, see 
uh, what news comes out of uh, whichever assistant ends up going to visit with Bryce. But I mean, it just goes to show that these guys really never have a true off season, even though, um, you know, the season is coming up. We're, we're about a month or so away. Um, but I mean, these assistants are, are busting their butt to, uh, to visit some of these guys and not just in the, the, the not so, uh, you know, in, in the 2020 class, but the 2021, and I'll bet you they'll probably be visiting with some, uh, 2022 guys before, uh, before you know it too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, practice has already started, but the assistants are still on the road. I know yeah. they're going after Christian Lander, another 2021 guy from Indiana, um, who I think they got recruiting a Recruiting truly for never recently. stops, John. So, yeah, and, recruiting uh, never stops. No, well, it, it, it's it's really interesting to see all this happen with, with all these guys um, visiting, with all these coaches visiting these these top players. And, uh I, I can't wait to talk about it more once basketball season gets rolling. But uh, I, I think that's all we really got for today. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where can they find you at? And be sure to follow us on at Twitter Simmons at Brew. Like us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. And be sure to leave a good review for us and all of our podcasts. You can search for Maze and Brew Podcasts on Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. We will be back with you on the Maze and Brew Podcast Network with Out of the Blue tomorrow. Future Brew will be back, as always, next week. For John Simmons, I am Vaughn Lozon. We will talk to you guys next week, and go Blue.